How many types of music do you know? Or rather, how many different types of dance do you know how to dance? I can't dance a whole lot. I can't sing that much. I can't dance that much. But I know there are first dance and there are last dance. There are hip-hop dance, salsa, rumba, zamba, hula, jitterbird, ballet, country, folk dances, break dance, and chicken dance, macarena dance, and then there is Gangnam style silence. They all have a specific style and rhythm to these dances, except the first and the last dance. In the first dance, or the last dance, it doesn't matter what type of style or type you dance, as long as you have a partner. That's the key. In other words, you can do tango, you can do cha-cha, you can do rumba or salsa as long as you have a partner. Therefore, the first dance and the last dance are very, very unique. The first dance is usually danced during um, the ball or prom or weddings. It's normally led by a guest of honor, a person who is at highest level or social position at that given moment, and they lead this ball or the pond. Obviously, in the case of wedding, it's the newlyweds, the special guest of honors. The last dance is a little bit different. The last dance is saved for that someone very special. The last dance is saved always for someone very special. I think I told you many times that when I was growing up, especially in high school, that I was very shy. And I remember uh, at our high school graduation party, now this isn't the prom because I was so shy, I didn't go, shy that I didn't go to prom. But graduation party, we all go, and everybody goes. They don't have to have a partner, you just go. So I went, and as evening uh, uh, went, and the DJ yelled out, saying, the next song is the last dance. Now, before that time, you can dance with anybody. You can dance with your friends, you can dance with them, just as a group, and you know, anything goes. But upon hearing that, I was going to sit down and let that last dance music pass, but then, a girl approached me and wanted me to dance with me. It means she likes me. And all of a sudden, my confidence just shoot right up. Last dance is like it says, it's the last chance to boldly express your desires and to make your intention known very clearly. That's what the last dance is. It's a dance that you do with that special someone. 
Now, did Jesus do the first and the last dance? Of course, he did not actually dance. Not according to the Bible that we read. But he did tangle with the others. As they say, it takes tangle, or it takes two to tangle. Meaning that he had a partner. Here's the point. I bring this up because of the importance of Jesus' first prayer and his last prayer. Jesus' first prayer and the last prayer is of very, very importance. So what is important about his first prayer and the last prayer, well, they are one of the same. The first prayer signifying a new beginning, and the last one signifying the unity with that someone very special. And that someone very special is you. And me. So let's look at what was this prayer? His first and the last prayer. Now Jesus prayed quite a bit. In between, uh, in the Bible, all over, he prayed. But uh, you can make observations that are so, so unique. He prayed a lot. However, Jesus praying aloud in public so that everyone can hear was his first prayer and it was his last prayer. You see, when he led or fed 5,000 men with the five loaves of bread and two fish, the Bible says he gave thanks and broke them. There's no record of he praying. At the Last Supper, the Bible records, after taking the cup, the Bible says he gave thanks. When he took the bread, he gave thanks. When he was citing the Lord's Prayer, he was teaching. However, when the Bible says he prayed, he prayed alone. When we prayed in Gethsemane, he was alone. In Matthew 26, 38, my soul is overwhelmed with the sorrow to the point of death, telling his disciples, stay here, keep watch with me. And then he says, going a little further from them, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed. He was alone. After healing many and before heading to Galilee, Mark 1.35 says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. He was alone. Before choosing his 12 disciples, he prayed all night long. Luke 6.12 says, 
One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. And when the morning came, he called his disciples to him and choose, chose 12 of them, whom he also designated as apostles. He was alone in the mountainside. Before Peter called Jesus, you are the Christ. Luke 9, 18. Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked, who do the clouds say I am? And oftentimes when Jesus prayed in the Bible, you'll see that the Bible records he prayed. There are no content as to what he played, how he prayed. Now, when he prayed for the very first time in public, it was not cry. He was on the cross. At the same time, the first public prayer was his last public prayer. What was this prayer? Luke 23, 34. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. That was his first public prayer so that everyone gathered could hear. And this was his last public prayer that everyone can hear. This prayer is a prayer of outcry. This is history-making prayer. This prayer validates the gospel. This is his outcry for declaring, this is what I came here for. This is his outcry to God saying, what I came for, make it so. This is a prayer of acceptance. This is a prayer of reconciliation. This is a prayer of love. This is his first and the final note. This is his first and the final note that created so, so many music since then. And we sing today of his music. This prayer is the music of new beginning. And this prayer of outcry in public gave birth to grace. Grace is not getting something that we deserve. That's the penalty for our sin. At the same time, it's getting something that we do not deserve, which is salvation. His outcry is our music. And we are to make music only with this note, with this tune. Our music must contain this note and this tune. The first and the last prayer of Jesus gives the most touching, most moving, and most heart-rending outcry of his heart. 
It was everything about him. Who he was and why he came to us. It's all about his essence in this outcry of his, of his prayer. This is decoration of his reason for coming to us and signifying the gospel is for real. Music, yes, we know music has power to connect, power to move on, power to define, power to change, power to become. Music takes us places alone and sometimes with others. Music is a universal language, as we say, but it can be, at the same time, very, very personal. Music is life. Music is our friend and a companion. Music has power. Music is power, and we all know this. Now, he was on the cross. He could not move because his hands and feet were all nailed down. But his lips were free. So he prayed out loud so that everyone can hear loudly. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Now what kind of note, what kind of music is this? How could he say that when he's looking at those who persecuted him, those who killed him, those who pierced spear through his chest. This is one of the most powerful prayers. This prayer binds, this prayer moves, this prayer touches, this prayer transforms. It's like, forgive them. It's like saying, hey, let it go. He's just a kid. Forgive them. Don't mind him. Don't let it bother you. He was not to himself. Forgive them. That's one way of us looking at it. In his first prayer, in his first dance, he had a dance partner. And that partner is, as I said, it's you and I, the sinners. He was addressing his prayer with the sinners. Forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. That's also all. He has invited all of us to the dance floor. Let's dance together, because you are so special to me. He's saying, you are my partner. And he took us to the ballroom, willing to dance with him as honored guests. He could have just said to God, saying, I have done all I came here for. But he didn't. His mind was on us, the mockers, the killers and the actual centurion who pierced the spear through his chest. 
This prayer is not just about forgiveness. It is not just a prayer of intercession on our behalf. He is inviting us to dance floor. He wants to do the first and the last dance with you. And that makes you very, very special. The first dance signifies that Jesus still wants to begin the new life with you. The last dance signifies that you are still on his mind. You are it. You are that very special someone. I came here so that I can save you. Charles Spurgeon added that this prayer is not just a prayer of excuse. This isn't something that you can do something just to get away with it. We still will be forgiven, but on the cross, when he did the outcry, he did not forgave those sinners, those mockers, those killers. He simply appealed to God to forgive them. At that point, the process of forgiveness was displayed on the cross. When did this happen? As soon as he said that, now he's making the transition into that he is truly the Son of God. If you accept him, if you accept like one of those thieves, if you claim that he is the one, he is the one, he is the Son of God, as the centurion, the soldier who pierced the spear into his chest, if you accept that he is Son of God, Jesus has, right at that moment, forgiven him. He's making transition to make us very clear that he is now Almighty God. This prayer of outcry was more than about him as a person dying on the cross. This prayer of outcry was more than the prayer of love. This prayer of outcry in public was more than just a prayer for enemies. This is a prayer of Messiah. Wonderful counselor. Mighty God, everlasting God, and prince of peace. If you look at this prayer very carefully, there are two parts. First part is between Jesus and his partner, us. Father, forgive them. That's us. For they do not know what they're doing. The second part is between Jesus and God. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. His first prayer of crying out is his last prayer. This is why we call Christ 
Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end. This was the prayer that sealed the grace. The conclusion of the matter is this. He is the music. Just as he is the word of God. He is the word. He is the music. With a capital M, music. Who has the power to connect, to move on, to define, and to become? This music takes us to places. This music, with a capital M, is our friend and our companion. So therefore, Psalm 57 keeps saying to us, my heart is steadfast, O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. Our Christ Jesus is the music. His very first public prayer was his last prayer. That's when he sealed the grace for us. And today, for many of you, God is calling once again to his first dance. Because you're that special guest of honor to him. He's also calling you to the last dance because He's in love with you. Yes, he loves you. Enough to die for you. That was what's happening on the cross. Validating the truth about the gospel. Sealing the grace for good. And declaring that he is the Messiah. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and the prince of peace. And at the end of service, if you want to know him more, want to be invited as he has already invited you, you can come forward and we can pray about it together. Let's pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you so much for inviting us to your life, inviting us to the dance floor. Father, help us to accept your invitation. Father, you are just amazing that you will come totally out of love that you have thought about us first before anything else. How you love so much that you would actually die for us. You have remembered us in your first prayer and the last prayer. What a music that is to us to know that you care about us that much.
So, Father, we humbly come before you, accepting you as our Messiah, as Son of God, our Savior. We thank you, thank you, and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.